And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome. I'm Tom Laurie, and I will be your host today. Thank you for joining us. When exploring new career opportunities after taking a hiatus from work, have you heard, I see you took a career break? Or, I'm interested in you, but hung up on your career break. Or, you seem really overqualified. Today, we're going to talk about how you can get back to work after a career break. Our guest mentor today is Carol Fishman Cohen, a mother of four who left the workforce from a very successful executive job to be a full-time mom. She has heard it all and has pioneered a program to help those to re-enter the workforce after a long break. After her 11-year hiatus, she returned only to find out that there were some significant obstacles to a successful re-entry. This led her in 2007 to found iRelaunch, a pioneering organization in the career re-entry space. And in 2008, she authored a book, Back on Career Track, a guide for stay-at-home moms who want to return to work. iRelaunch's vision is that every company running an entry-level college internship program will run a mid-career return-to-work program side-by-side. iRelaunch is regularly featured in the national press, including Good Morning America, Today Show, CNN, NPR, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Carol has also authored the highly read and referenced Harvard Business Review article, The 40-Year-Old Intern. And she hosts a popular 3-2-1 iRelaunch podcast. Let's get started. Welcome, Carol. I can't help but think of the movie The Intern when I read this. <laughs> Hi, Tom. It's great to be here. Yes, that was a great movie for sure. Well, I, I and I thought it was interesting how the uh, he was retired, as a matter of fact, and he came in and was the intern, actually the mentor for a uh, young younger CEO. Uh, yeah, he so was, was like the seventy-year-old intern, right? So we, <laughs> I wrote about the forty-year-old intern, the fifty-year-old interns. He was the seventy-year-old intern. That was Robert De Niro, I think. So, just to get started, what? Who are these people that are returning to work? It's not just stay-at-home moms. Who are these people? Right. So the, there is a very large population of stay-at-home moms, so women um, who have children under 18, who are of prime working age, who are, uh, have bachelor's degrees or higher, who are not in the labor force. And at any given time, there's about 2 million of those in that pool. But in addition, there are men who take career breaks for child care reasons and women and men who take career breaks for reasons that have nothing to do with child care. It could be uh, pursuing a personal interest or a personal health issue of, of your own. Uh, uh, it could be uh, even more broadly uh, military spouses who are returning um, after their service members 
service is over, uh, veterans who are transitioning um, into the private sector or retirees on retiring or expats repatriating. So really this large range of non-traditional candidates who are looking to return to work. Well, I don't think I mentioned it to you, but I'm one of those people that returned to work. I was a single parent and took t- mm-hmm. two years off of work to raise, uh, to get my kids settled after uh, we uh, ended up in our situation. And I uh, took two years off and re-entered. And I, I can tell you it was uh, challenging, but I ended up working through it. But I'm very um, empathetic with people that are trying to get to re-enter after taking a necessary break. The um, Yeah. So where where was home for you when you were just a kid yourself? So I uh, was born and raised in Long Beach, California, in Southern California. And, and you're out I, in Boston I, uh, now, right? <laughs> yeah, I went to college uh, in Southern California. I had my first job there, and then I ended up going to the East Coast to go to business school, and I ended up in the Boston area, and I never really left. And what were your hopes and dreams when you were a 16-year-old in Long Beach, California? <laughs> Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I was just in, open to lots of possibilities and really optimistic about um, everything that life could offer. And I did gravitate toward leadership positions in high school, and I did that in college, too. I was the student body president at my college, at Pomona College, and um, founded some organizations. So I guess leadership was a theme um, and then I ended up at, right out of college uh, get, getting this incredible job at an investment firm called uh, Capital Research and Management, uh, the American Funds Group, if people know that group of mutual funds based out of Los Angeles, and they were running for the very first time uh, a rotational program for people right out of college, and I was in their inaugural class, and it, it was just an amazing experience. So uh, that that's how... It started for me. And did you have any important mentors uh, when you were getting started in, in your career? Yes, actually. I had mentors at Capital Research and Management who went to bat for me and I, I think wrote me great recommendations and were part of the reason I got into Harvard Business School was, was their uh, endorsement and, and recommendation about me. Uh, and then I, once I was out of business school and uh, I was I was working in finance again. I was working in the corporate finance group for the investment bank Drexel Burnham Lambert in the late 80s, and I had a number of mentors there. Um, and I should say these were all men who were senior in their roles. Uh, I you know this was in the uh, all through the 80s. I was very fortunate, especially in this in the whole era of. Me Too and gender discrimination and, and some, some real horror stories that we're hearing now, I actually did not experience that um, when I was a young professional. I had uh, the men who mentored me I, were really egalitarian and pretty progressive, I think. So I was, I was extremely fortunate in that way. And then you uh, had some children. Yeah. So um, what happened was I was on maternity leave with my first child, when Drexel collapsed, so Drexel Burnham Lambert was a major investment bank. It collapsed in February of 1990 while I was on maternity leave, so I didn't have a company to go back to. And I decided I wasn't going to go looking for the next big job. 
I knew we wanted to have more kids. We had three more kids in close succession. I was home with them for 11 years. And then I went back to work in 2001, so 11 years later, at Bain Capital, the investment firm uh, based out of Boston in their high-yield debt management group, which is now known as Bain Capital Credit, in part because there were ex-Drexel people working there who remembered me from over 11 years before. So I... Uh, I really identify with the, all the thousands of relaunchers that we engage with today from an authentic uh, vantage point because I experienced every phase of that transition firsthand myself when, when I was going back to work in 2001. Of course, at that time, no one was talking about it. I didn't know a single other person who had returned. There were no corporate programs. There was no media attention. There were no podcasts <laughs> and, and conversations like this about the concept. So I felt pretty isolated, actually, when it happened. And I knew it was hard, but I did ultimately get back in. And that was all before writing Back on the Career Track and co-authoring Back on the Career Track with Vivian Steer-Raven and co-founding I Relaunch with her also. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about that transition when we come back. We'll be right back with Carol Fishman Cohen, the founder and CEO of Irie Launch, which is helping millions of those who have taken a break from work and are now trying to reenter the workforce. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio. And now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I am with Carol Fishman Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch. And we are talking about the challenges and solutions to reentering the workforce after taking a break. So, Carol, you were talking about your transition to Bain. Uh, and what other, but you, did you look at any other jobs uh, before you ended up at Bain? And what, what was that experience like reentering the workforce? What were the things that you were unprepared for? Right. So, I would say in year nine of my 11-year career break, so it was uh, 1999, a long time ago, um, I realized that I was chomping at the bit to get back to work. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Uh, I, I just knew that I was ready and interested to get work back into my life for a whole range of reasons. So one of the things that happened was in 2000, I went to my 15-year business school reunion, and I ran into a classmate who uh, turned out to be a headhunter. She had done some other things, but now she was a headhunter. And so I said, you know, I've been on career break for about 10, it was about 10 years at that point, and I'm getting ready to go back to work, but, you know, clearly very early stage. I was thinking I was going to go into something finance-related because that's what I came from and that's what I, I really liked and, and was good at. And so we had, you know, sort of a passing conversation. And then nine months later, she, out of the blue, gets in touch with me. And she said, you know, something crossed my desk that I think would be a really great match with your skill set. So let me just make a couple of comments about that. It turned out, it, first of all, it was a regional uh, CFO role for uh, an investment bank. And when she said, though, that I think it's a good match with your skill set, all of a sudden it occurred to me that people's view of you is frozen in time because I was thinking, what skill set is she talking about? The one that she remembers from when we were sitting next to each other as first-year business school students in 1983. 
And so that was a really important lesson to me. And that happened over and over again. I, I would go to an annual Christmas party that was thrown by the uh, managing director of our Boston corporate finance group. So every year, even though Drexel had gone under, he would still have this Christmas party. And so once a year, I'd get to see all the people that I used to work with, and we were a really close office. And every year, people would say, so what's going on? I said, yeah, I'm home with the kids. And then finally, that same year, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting ready. And as soon as I said that, they were so enthusiastic. They're like, Carol, that's awesome. Let's have lunch. Let's talk. How can I help you? And their enthusiasm for me helped boost my confidence, even though I had experienced this diminished sense of self because I had felt gradually more and more professionally disconnected as the years went by. So getting back in touch with these people from the past, um, people who I work with or people I went to school with, and hearing their enthusiasm for my interest in returning to work was a great confidence boost and also made me realize that even though the years had gone by, people still remembered me very vividly uh, as, as a successful professional and, and also with whatever uh, impression I left in the, in the classroom. So that's kind of what started the ball rolling was uh, my um, classmate who was the headhunter. And so I had to put together a resume for her. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to interview. So I just started going to this crash course that I, like, haphazardly set up for myself. I wasn't taking anything, uh, any official course. I just was looking at all the old deals that I used to work on. And I was looking at my old finance books and I was trying to, and I resubscribed to the wall street journal and I read it for cover to cover for a good six months. And I was taking up my co-authors, my, I'm sorry, my coworkers on their offer to meet with me. And those meetings were really important because I was really grilling them on what are all these new financial instruments and what do these acronyms stand for and why aren't we using the old ones anymore and what's changed and, and real, so doing all of this at the same time. So it was kind of this self-study and I was updating my skills and I was reconnecting and reinvigorating my networks all at the same time. And ultimately through all of those, those conversations, one thing led to another and I ended up um, interviewing because some of my, um, some of my coworkers from Drexel were now um, at Bain Capital. Actually, let me tell you one other really interesting story that was a, a lesson that I learned, and that is when you're getting back in touch with people from the past, you might get back in touch with your peers or your old boss. Don't forget to get in touch with the junior people. So when I was at Drexel on one of my investment banking teams, I was the MBA associate. The analyst who was on that team ended up, while I was on career break for 11 years, he became a managing director at Bain Capital. So remember, those junior people are moving up while you're on career break. He's the one who opened the door for me to go interview her. So that is, that's the other thing that I learned um, from my own experience. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Today, we're talking about getting back to work after a long break. My guest is founder and CEO of iRelaunch, Carol Fishman Cohen. So Carol, I have a couple of questions. Number one, what if uh, I didn't have Christmas parties to go to every year to stay in touch with people? What do you recommend? Right. So uh, I, I do recommend doing the hard work to write out all of your contacts. So we, we look at networking in terms of contact pools, and we break them up into three categories. People from the past people from the present, and people from the future. So people from the past are people with whom you worked or went to school. 
It also could be like one of the lawyers who was a lawyer for Drexel I was really good friends with, and uh, and I uh, was talking to her, and she introduced me. She helped me get some informational interviews. So it could be people who you worked with uh, tangentially in, in your own work, lawyers, accountants, suppliers, even competitors. Uh, they could be potentially contacts for you. People from the present are people who you just know in your daily life. Maybe it's people you volunteer with, spouses or partners of volunteers. Uh, it, it could be people from your place of worship. Um, so, so I would say, uh, you know, be very uh, deliberate about writing out who all those people are. And then people from the future, an example of that is, you know, one relauncher, we call them relaunchers, people returning after a career break. One relauncher set up a local, um, a regional alumni association for, for her um, graduate school or, or her college. I can't remember because they didn't have one in her area. And then they started having events. And so she had all this new intelligence uh, about the job market and people who she met uh, through that. So that means create networks that didn't exist before, and then you can meet new people through them. Um, another uh, couple of great, uh, great ideas, easy to do, is number one, go to Toastmasters. So the Toastmasters organization, toastmasters.org, um, is the organization where people are becoming better public speakers, and they uh, have chapters all over the world, and they meet every other week usually, and they're relatively inexpensive to join, and most of the people in those chapters are working. So that's a great place to go where you have a common goal of becoming a better public speaker. It's a supportive environment, and you meet people who are working, so new people. And then another place to go to is uh, university lecture series. So colleges and universities have these events that they're often open to the public and free. Sometimes you have to register. And so if someone is speaking who's uh, relevant to your um, area of interest uh, work-wise, then you might go and first you're just going to meet the person sitting next to you. But later, when you get more used to going to these and feel more comfortable, you might go because you want to meet the speaker. And then finally, I'd say go to your reunions. I know people shy away from that when they feel they don't have anything to report in the career department, but that's exactly when you should go and reconnect with people that you haven't seen in a long time. Well, you've packed a lot into that. We're going to unpack some of that when we return. We're with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch, which is helping millions of people who are stay-at-home moms and dads, vets, early retirees who have taken a break from work and are now trying to re-enter the workforce. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. I am with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch, and we're talking about the challenges and solutions to reentering the workforce after taking a break from work. So in the last segment, there were a couple of things that popped up for me. One had to do with the issue of confidence. I uh, suspect that people have been out of work and not in touch. Now, you mentioned some of the things you did. What else can people do to regain their confidence so they can go out there and attack the job market in a very proactive way? Okay, so the very first thing that you have to do is you have to figure out what you want to do all over again because one of the best ways to build confidence is to be able to tell your story succinctly and, and and clearly, and and you can't do that unless you've been 
thinking uh, about uh, what is how your interests and skills have changed or have not changed while you while you've been on career break. So when you get very focused on what that is, and then you can articulate your background and what you're interested in doing. If you can practice that over and over and over again, and I mean I mean say it out loud. Don't just think about it in your head. Talk to a wall or talk to a mirror or film yourself on your phone or talk with um, non-judgmental friends and family. Uh, But the better you get at talking about yourself, the more confident you'll feel when you're in situations where you're actually asked a question to talk about yourself. Um, The other thing is you'll feel more confident if you are become a subject matter expert all over again. And that's actually also a way to combat ageism, but we'll talk about it now in terms of confidence. Uh, you know, when you figure out who are the best people, uh, experts in your field now, and what are they writing, and what are they podcasting about, and what YouTube videos can you watch them on or see them in person, and what books you need to read, and what are all the latest thinking in your field, and you can... Uh, converse about that, that is also not only going to make you feel more confident, you're going to come across as a much more knowledgeable uh, person and someone who people want to engage with on on something substantive that's related to to your field. And I I believe you recommend that people should put their toe in the water and not go for the biggest job they can get uh, to kind of get themselves reacquainted. Isn't that correct? Yes, so I just wrote an article uh, for um, Harvard Business Review, and it is all about levels. And it's about should you worry about what level you come into uh, versus, you know, where you left. And the upshot is, you know, we work with thousands of relaunchers and we track relaunch success stories. So we decided to get in touch with people who uh, were relatively senior before and then came back at a much more junior level and find out what happened after they'd been back in for a few years. And the message across the board was just get your, get your foot in the door and get, don't get too hung up on that level. And once you're inside the organization, then you can make up over time for more compensation and, and more seniority over time. Uh, the, the, and related to that is we encourage people to uh, take on volunteer work uh, that's related to their career goals because we've seen people who start as volunteers end up then with a contract position and then that leads to getting some sort of uh, full-time role. So, so that's also really important. And finally, um, along the same vein, don't shy away from temp, temp jobs. Temp jobs also get you in the door, and they're a way that companies uh, use to spot talent and bring people on board for um, more substantial roles. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show, and today we're talking about getting back to work after a long break. My guest is founder and CEO of Irie Launch, Carol Fishman Cohen. You... uh, and talking about the volunteer work, and uh, I think I mentioned to you uh, earlier in a previous call, I run a transition group out here for people that have in transition from one job to another, and possibly from one career to another. And volunteer work is really uh, something we stress as well. Uh, we get a lot of people, particularly later in their career, that want to be on boards of directors, and I encourage them to at least put their toe in the water and serve on a board of a nonprofit that's a little easier to get onto than a board of a company, but get some board experience uh, and work your way up to it's, it's what you said before, getting a toe in the water. 
Now, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about iRelaunch. How many people, uh, tell me about what iRelaunch does, how many people you're serving, the programs you offer. Right. So iRelaunch works with companies to create return to work programs of all kinds, and we engage with community of relaunchers who are returning to work after career breaks from one to over 20 years. So we work with over 70 global companies across all industry sectors uh, to help them build and expand return-to-work programs, mainly involving something called returnships, uh, which are like internships except for mid-career professionals, uh, but there are other types of return-to-work programs as well. Uh, and then we have a community right now, it's always growing, but right now it's over 75,000 uh, relaunchers uh, across the country. And what what is it that the company gets out of this? What has been the uh, demand side for the program? Mm-hmm. So companies are recognizing that this pool of relaunchers is a very high-caliber pool, and it's relatively untapped. So this is a group of people who are educated. They have great work experience. They're in a relatively stable life stage. They have a mature perspective. Uh, they're enthusiastic about and, and can't wait to get back to work. Like, remember, in year nine of my 11-year career break, I was jumping at the bit. That's very typical uh, of relaunchers. So it's, it's a great pool. And what one of the articles I wrote, the, the one you referenced uh, in at, uh, the Harvard Business Review, was my original article for them, the 40-year-old intern, was the idea of if an employer uses an internship-like arrangement to engage with this population, then they have the opportunity to test people out before making the hiring decision, and they can base their hiring decision on actual work instead of a series of interviews. So uh, it lowers the risk that employers might perceive in engaging with this pool. You talked about the 40-year-old intern. There's also the 50-year-old, the 60-year-old, and I guess the 70-year-old now. What, talk a little bit about ageism and overcoming ageism. You mentioned one thing, and that's getting your skill set uh, up to date. But what else can you recommend uh, for people? I, in our group, we have people in their 40s who feel that they're being discriminated against, uh, as well as well into their 60s. But uh, what, what tricks do you have for those people? Okay, so besides the deep dive to become a subject matter expert all over again, you need to come to the table with a working knowledge of basic office management software. And what that is, it's really changing rapidly now. So it used to mean the Microsoft Office suite and, you know, Word and Excel and PowerPoint, depending on what your field was, one or the other might, might be more important. Um, and then, you know, now there's Google Office and there's Microsoft Teams, uh, but there's also all these other office management tools like Slack and Basecamp and Zoom and Yammer. And if those d- technologies uh, don't sound familiar to you, then you should make it a point of researching them, maybe taking a course in them, or maybe even taking a volunteer role in an organization that uses them so you become familiar with that and comfortable with it, and it doesn't feel like something you have to be afraid of or it is an impediment, because that will show we'll be... when you're um, talking to an employer. Well, we're going to go to break. We'll continue that. We're with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. I'm with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of Ivory Launch, and we are talking about the challenges and solutions to reentering the workforce after taking a break from work. Now, Carol, when we were in the last segment, you're talking about ageism. What about uh, the questions that I mentioned at the top of the show about, I see you took a career break. Tell me about what, why were you out of work? I mean, you know all the questions. How should people uh, respond in a, in a proactive and positive way to questions like that? So, Tom, that's probably the most frequently asked question that we get asked at, re- at I relaunch from the relaunchers is, how do I talk about my career break in an interview or someone from my field is, is asking me about it? And the, the response is that you want to acknowledge that you took a career break, you don't want to apologize, and then you want to go on to why you're the best person for the job. So they say, gosh, Carol, looks like here you took a 10-year career break. Tell me about that. And you say, yes, I took a career break to care for my children, and now I can't wait to get back to work. In fact, the reason I'm so interested in this particular position is because when I was working at Xerox, we faced very similar customer challenges. Let me tell you about one of them. So you see when I am acknowledging that I took it, I'm not apologizing, I'm moving on to why I'm the best person for the job and why I'm so interested, I have relevant experience. Now, when I talk about that relevant experience, even though it might have been years ago, I'm talking about it like it just happened. And the other thing that you have to remember is that this kind of an answer requires that you have an anecdote from each of your prior significant work and also volunteer experiences, and you have to practice those like a script uh, so you're, they're very easy for you to come up with those answers without even thinking about it. And that, that's another way to help your confidence. But that's a very important part is this practicing again. And in, as far as answering the question about being called overqualified, you need to educate the interviewer and explain, you, you might think I'm overqualified for this position, but I intentionally sought it out. Because my priorities are I want to deliver excellent results to my employer and I want to manage my life outside of work. And I know that if I take the role at this level, I can do both. Now, not every interviewer, every employer will be convinced. Some still won't buy it. But more will be convinced than you think because they just haven't really thought about it that way. And you need to explain that, you know what, at my life stage, this is exactly what makes sense for me right now. So that's why I intentionally applied for this level. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Today we're talking about getting back to work after a long break. My guest is founder and CEO of I Relaunch, Carol Fishman Cohen. As you talk, and based on the experience I've had with the group here uh, that's in transition, being part of a group is helpful. I mean, you can't, this is hard to do alone. What What does I Relaunch do with regards to training and services and uh, I mean we, you're giving some of the tips now but I'm sure there are many more things that you offer uh, people that are in transition and trying to re-enter yes absolutely so this all started with the book Vivian and I relaunched our careers then we ended up writing back on the career track and that led to us co-founding our relaunch so that was all based on what we called the seven steps to relaunch success it came out in, actually, it came out in 2007, uh, and it, instead of writing a 10-year anniversary edition to the book, we decided we were going to take the book online and make a multimedia uh, version and update it at the same time. And so we now call it Roadmap. So it's uh, 
five phases, 30 steps. Uh, we're always improving it. There's webcasts and podcasts and worksheets, and um, it, it takes you. It's a it's a very complete guide that takes you all through the relaunch process. So that's something that you can purchase outright. Um, if you come to one of our conferences, we usually bundle it, include it with, with, with your conference fee. So we have in-person events. We run conferences around the country. We have uh, tools and resources that you can pay for, like Roadmap. And we also have plenty of free tools and resources on the iRelaunch.com website. Uh, so you can look up and you can see our blog posts. You can see our podcast, 321 iRelaunch. Relaunchers swear by that podcast. We have over 100 episodes. It's on success stories and advice uh, and strategies on returning to work after a career break. And we speak with career coaches and employers and lots of relaunchers who have already relaunched, who are talking retrospectively about what they wish they knew. So that's also an incredible resource for people. Now, if I were to go to a conference, what would I expect to uh, take home from that conference? So the Ivory Lunch Return to Work Conference is our flagship event. Uh, we've, uh, we've run it 25 times already, uh, and, but we've run more than 400 programs and pre- presentations or have been part of pro- career reentry programs or presentations from more than 50,000 people. But So this is our flagship, and what it is is a single day of career reentry strategy and the opportunity to meet employers that are interested in hiring relaunchers. Many of them already have some sort of a formal return to work program, some of them don't have a program, but they're simply interested in the pool because they know it's high caliber and they want to have relaunchers get hired directly into full-time roles. So you will experience a day of uh, a lot of job search advice, but it's not generic. It's tailored very specifically to the, like resumes for relaunchers, you know, how to talk about your career break on your resume, interviewing for relaunchers, how relaunchers should handle their LinkedIn profile. So it's very, very tailored. Um, I actually do a, the kickoff keynote, and I talk about top strategies of returning to work after a career break. And then we hear from employers, and we hear from relaunchers, and you have the opportunity um, in the afternoon to have conversations with these employers that are there. And it's not a career fair. It's not like you walk in, there's 30, 300 booths. We work with a curated, much smaller group of companies, and so you can have substantive conversations with them. Now, what if I were in an area and... I don't have a company close by that has signed up for putting in a relaunch program or intern returnship or whatever. What what do I do? I mean, I can go to your conference. Is there anything else I can do locally to get started? Obviously, look at your podcasts. Anything else? So, I mean, so you you do want to look for strategic volunteering, like volunteer roles that are in line with your career goals. And I can tell you that idealist.org, volunteermatch.org, and catchafire.org, catchafire.org are great resources of volunteer roles. Um, you might want to take a course or a certificate program that is uh, specifically related to your career goals. And then you, if you are in a, a conversation with a smaller, medium-sized company or a large company that does not have a program, you can suggest an internship-like arrangement. So that, that's something else to keep in mind is saying, you know, I understand that you might be hesitant to bring me on. What about bringing me on in some sort of a contract role? So you can test out uh, my the working arrangement and my work product before making a hiring decision. Well, that's great. Well, we're going to capture some of the time from this segment and put it in the last segment, and we're going to go to break. And when we return, we'll be with our guest mentor, Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch, which is helping 
stay-at-home moms, dads, vets, and early retirees who have taken a break from work and are now trying to re-enter the workforce. Like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com. You'll find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch, and we're talking about the challenges and solutions to reentering the workforce after taking a break from work. Now, I'm going to go back and cover one more thing that you touched on, which you've also said is the most important thing you have to do, and that's to figure out what to do. What's the career, the right new path? Do you have any tools? I, I suspect maybe on your website or something, getting people to be introspective and understand their passion and their skills and gifts is uh, uh, something that's really important. Maybe uh, you have some special tricks and tips on that. Yes. So um, first of all, we do cover it on roadmap and you can get a free starter kit on roadmap to see what it's all like. You can also still check out Back on the Career Track from the library, and you can still order it on Amazon. And the part about career assessment, which is, we, we, we call it the Job Building Blocks Worksheet, is still completely relevant today as it was over 10 years ago when we wrote the book. That's not the part of the book that we had to update. So fundamentally, you have to figure out how your interests and skills, or whether your interests and skills have changed or have not changed while you've been on career break. And the longer you've been on career break, the more important this is. So... Uh, you know, for many people, the career break is a gift because it's the first time we allow ourselves to step back and reflect on whether we were on the right career path to begin with. And some of us were very fortunate. We fell into exactly the right job, and we end up wanting to return to the same career that we left. Others realize, wait a minute, I, I, I fell into something, and there was no strategy behind it, and it was completely not the right thing. But I just kept stuck with it because I kept getting jobs in that same field. Or maybe I was fulfilling someone else's expectations. So this time around, I'm going to do what's exactly right for me. And, and that group relaunches in an entirely new direction. And then there's people who really liked what they did before, but there's something about that role. Like maybe it was 50% travel or or spontaneous travel, like we're going to be on the next flight out tomorrow morning kind of thing. And they're like, you know what? Loved it, but no longer compatible with my life stage. So those people might go back to something related to what they left, but not the same thing. So so those are kind of the different categories. But you really need to dive deep and think about, um, do I want to do what I was doing before or do I want to do something different? And one thing I would urge people to do is – if they went to college or university, and if they went to a college or university that has alumni career services, that they should check back and find out what does your college or university offer alumni in terms of career services? Because sometimes they offer discounts or free career assessment tools. Sometimes they offer free coaching to help interpret those tools. Definitely take advantage of that. Uh, so, and then we, our take on it is you look at the job building box worksheet that's in roadmap or back on the career track. And that's a process of looking at each of your prior work and volunteer experiences and breaking them into components and extracting those components you love the most and are best at, and then building back up a new career path for yourself from there. That building block roadmap sounds to be uh, a 
pretty cool uh, based on my experience that's uh that's great uh great stuff to help people first of all you get a chance to look back to see what you did do uh and how it all adds up to what you can do so i, I like that that's uh really good now you, you have case studies on your website i know there's been a lot of famous people who have taken breaks and gone back and accomplished uh, remarkable things sandra day o'connor comes to mind and i know you did some work for the today show with a gal named tracy shapiro but uh, maybe you can talk just briefly. We only have about a minute left, uh, less than a minute, uh, about some of the some of the uh, success stories. Yes. So we have um, thousands of success stories. We've documented about 300 of them. Um, but, you know, like the Tracy Shapiro story is an incredible story. She took a 13-year career break. She had been a financial analyst. She uh, spent nine months doing what a lot of relaunchers do, conducting their relaunch from behind their computer in their house and just applying for jobs and not getting any response. So I told her she had to go public with her job search and tell everyone she knew that she was looking. And she ended up talking to her dad. They were sitting next to each other on some kids' sporting events. And he worked at the Lint Chocolate Company, which is the U.S. the U.S. headquarters of the Lint Chocolate Co- Company, which is right near Tracy's house. And she ended up uh, getting a tenth job there that turned into a permanent role, and she's still there, and she started in 2011. Well, that's great. We've run out of time, sad to say. That's it until next week. At the same time, our guest has been Carol Fishman-Cohen, the founder and CEO of iRelaunch, which is helping millions who of stay-at-home moms and dads, vets, early retirees have taken a break from work. Thank you, Carol, for joining us from Boston. Remember, if you've tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website, thementorsradio.com. When you're there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week and at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember, be all you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.